0: Hello and welcome back to episode 30 of the We Talk About podcast. I am DJ Cadden, and I'm joined as always by my co-host Mason McKay. Mason, I know this is an NBA episode, but your Astros lost in game seven last night. So how are we feeling?
1: Not good about the Astros loss. Pretty ugly, pretty terrible. Just glad Dusty Baker is hopefully going to be gone as soon as possible. Can't stand him. Don't really like him at all. Ready for him to go.
0: Yeah, but we have some happier times upon us. The NBA tips off, and I think about two hours from when we are recording this. Uh, the first game is between, probably should have known that before I came on here, the Lakers and the Nuggets, banner night, ring night in Denver. And then the Suns and the Warriors will round us out with the nightcap. So we're just going to go ahead and dive in to our predictions. Um, We're not going to do C-by-C predictions in the conferences, but we are going to do our favorites, sleepers. Uh, We're going to do award predictions, who we have coming out, championship matchups, all that good stuff, and then some best bets at the end per usual. So just to kick it off, Mason, we'll start in the East. Uh, That's kind of our time zone. Most of the games we're going to be watching. Eastern Conference, who's your favorite? or one or two favorites in Asian Conference as of right now.
1: I really like the bucks, obviously addition of Dame really helps, but I, I really liked drew holiday. I think he brought a lot to that team and I think he's, they're going to be feeling it now that he's gone, but I still do have them as the favorite to come out of that conference. I also still like the Sixers. I think the Sixers are always a great team. They always seem to fall just short, as you know, all too well, but I I, I'm looking for guys like Tyrese Maxey to have a breakout. Obviously Harden is causing issues right now. One of my favorite players of all time. He's causing issues. I would like him to get traded to my Clippers, but just got word that he's going to be missing a couple games to take care of his sick mother. I know you have your own reservations about that, but I'm, I'm really looking for a guy like Tyrese Maxey to come out and really break out this year, as opposed to, uh, he's already been good. But really look for him to take that next step as a top NBA scorer.
0: Yeah. I mean you really hit on my two favorites. I think or you hit on one of my two favorites, the Bucks. Obviously adding Dame uh alongside Giannis. That's just gonna be a a nasty duo. Or did you did you mention the Celtics or the Bucs? The Bucs. Okay, the Bucs. All right. So I'll go ahead and mention my other favorite. The team I have coming out of the East actually is the Boston Celtics. Obviously, trading for Drew Holiday, a former member of the Bucks, and they added Christoph Porzingis. So their starting lineup uh, just looks nasty in my opinion. It's going to be Drew Holiday. Uh, ESPN has it has Derek White as the starting two guard, but he might be the sixth man, might be coming off the bench. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Christoph Porzingis. So just an all around. Star-studded lineup. Um, if, if Tatum doesn't get hurt last year uh, in the East Conference Finals, I think they come out of the East. But I think they're on a revenge tour this year. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to be pissed off. Um, and then you hit on my Sixers. Uh, as much as I want to see them really contend for the East, and I'll talk about Tyrese Maxey later when we do some award predictions, but. If Hart is not playing, if he's not bought in, which obviously he's not as long as Daryl Morey is our GM, I, I just don't see us really contending. I, I know Tyrese and, and Joel is going to be a, a deadly duo, especially offensively, but I just don't see anybody stepping up enough in the absence of Harden to really fill that void. But I do want to see us at least secure a top five, six seed, like we always do, losing the second round per usual. But, yeah, I think, I think the Celtics and the Bucks are are the two favorites to come out of this conference. But another team I want to hit on and kind of ask you about is the Miami Heat. We, we've kind of seen them. Obviously, they were in the play-in last year, lost a play-in game, actually, and then made a run all the way to the finals. It feels like they've been this kind of team that doesn't really they're, – they're not going to be the 1-2 or, or even 3-4 seed, you know, after the regular season. But once the playoffs – Come, Jimmy Butler turns into a different player. Uh, they get key contributions from guys like Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, uh, but never really been that t- type of team in the regular season. So I know we're projecting, you know, full season, which includes the playoffs, but where do you kind of see the Heat falling uh, w- when we roll around to the playoffs?
1: As always, the Heat disappoint in the regular season and then come out in the playoffs and look like one of the best teams in the league, and it's really on the back of Jimmy Butler. Obviously, he has a lot of help from his supporting cast every postseason, but he is definitely the heart and soul of that Miami Heat team. He's getting old. I don't want to say that I expect him to take a step back, but I kind of do. I just think that the loss of Max Strus, I think that that's going to really affect them more than people think it does. And I don't see this team having another Cinderella run. I think this is a team that could easily miss the playoffs this year. They could have easily missed the playoffs last year. And I think they're just – they're not a true contender, and I don't think that they're very set up for the future. I just think that this team's kind of in a limbo, and I think that their finals run stays are over.
0: Yeah, I think I would agree. Obviously, they missed out on Dame this offseason, missed out on Donovan Mitchell, you know, those rumors – couple off-seasons ago, so they just haven't added a true star Now, outside of Bam, who is one of the best defenders in the NBA. um, Haven't added a true star uh, next to Jimmy. I know they have Kyle Lowry, Tyler Hero, but not a true number two star who's really going to go out there and take over a game if Jimmy has an off-night in the playoffs. I do have them finishing as the five-seed ahead of my Sixers, unfortunately, but I just don't see a, a world where they – do what they did last year and make a run to the playoffs, even if Jimmy steps it up like he normally does. I just think the East is is too deep this year. There's other teams that I'm high on. I just don't see it happening. But we can go ahead and move on to our sleepers. You know, we talked about our favorites. I know there's other teams that I like. I'm assuming there's other teams that Mason likes. So I'll go ahead and start with my sleeper. I actually have them finishing as the 3C, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I have their coach-winning coach of the year, J.B. Bickerstaff. They have three, you know, true stars, in my opinion. Evan Mobley is, you know, an all-world defender, uh, a a really good, talented point guard in Darius Garland, and then the second-best shooting guard in the league, in my opinion, in Donovan Mitchell. Have a couple good bench pieces bringing in shooters like Georges Niang and Max Struess this offseason I think is really going to help their spacing, especially when a guy like Mobley is on the floor. Um, I have them, obviously, finishing as a three-seed. I think they're a team – I'm not super high on J.B. Bickerson as a coach. I know I have him winning coach of the year, which we'll talk about later. But I do think the talent will outweigh his his limitations as a head coach, and I I think they're going to be a team kind of like the Kings last year where they come in as a top three, top four seed, but not really seen as a championship contender.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I'm going to go ahead and jump into my sleeper team. I know DJ doesn't really like my sleeper team, but it is going to be the San Antonio Spurs. I don't really have them. Where's as a the sleeper Eastern Conference? I was tripping. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was the West. I'll go resume on that later. But for my Eastern Conference sleeper, I do have the Indiana Pacers. I think a guy like Tyrese Halliburton has already kind of ascended to like the star status level. I think that he's only going to continue to get better better. I think that this team made some moves to round out the roster in the summer. And I think, like, like Obi Toppin and Bruce Brown, they just really round out the team a lot better. And I think that they're a young team that's going to, like, have a lot of improvement from guys like Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nimhard. And I just think that this team that had 35 wins last year could easily make that jump to get just under 50 or mid-40s. I think that's not that far away from them. I think they're a team that could
0: do it this year. Yeah, I have them coming in as the A-seed, making the play-in. Wouldn't surprise me at all if some other the teams falter and they secure a top-six seed. I love Tyrese Halliburton, one of my favorite players in the league. Benedict Mathurin's a rising star. They still have Miles Turner, who feels like he's been there for decades. They have one of my favorite rookies, one of the most underrated rookies, in N'Jeris Walker, and then Buddy Heald, uh, Obi Toppin, Bruce Brown, like you mentioned, just a bunch of really good pieces, and if they can piece it together, I think they are a team – that can make some noise in the East, maybe upset a team in the playoffs. But moving on to the West, uh, man, this lo- this conference is loaded. Obviously, you have uh, the Nuggets and as the defending champs with Jokic leading the way, the Suns with their new big three, uh, the Grizzlies with John ja Morant. The Kings were the three seed last year. They're super talented. And then the Lakers, the Clippers. So just I, I know it's a deep conference, but if you had to pinpoint – one, two, or three favorites to really, you know, come out of the West, what would those teams be?
1: I think my favorite to come out of the West is going to be the Suns. Obviously, there's only one ball, but you have three guys who can handle that one ball very well. I think they're all ball dominant, but we've seen Kevin Durant and Devin Booker work well before. I think adding Bradley Beal into the mix, you know he's tired of losing. You know he's ready to win. So you know he's going to do whatever it takes to take this team over the top and get to winning. I think that this is the team that has been a little bit subject to some ridicule in the past for some choking in the playoffs. I think that Choke Paul is gone finally. Can't stand him. And I think that that actually helps them replacing him with Bradley Beal, obviously the loss of Aiden, But this team is not deep at all. They're going to have to rely on their three stars. I think if one of them gets hurt, they're going to have a lot of trouble. But that is definitely my favorite to come out of the West.
0: Yeah, they're definitely a team to be reckoned with. They're going to run over everybody offensively. Defense is another question, but I think they're going to outscore almost any team they play. I'm actually going to go with a different team. as my favorite to come out of the West. The Denver Nuggets. I mean, I know it's a safe pick. I know it's the chalk pick. They have Nicole Jokic might be the best best player in the world right now, uh, leaving don't. the way. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal Murray, it, it, I, he hasn't been, you know, the the regular season superstar, but he's one of the best playoff performances, play, best playoff performers in the league, bar none. um And then Michael Porter Jr. never passed the Rock. Porter Jr. <laughs> he's a knockdown shooter, and then a ton of other good pieces. Aaron Gordon really finding his, you know, role there in Denver. It's just hard to go against them when we've seen them work so well, you know, over the past two years, won the championship last year, and weren't super, super challenged on their way to doing it, in my opinion. So until further notice, until somebody proves me otherwise, which the Suns very very well might do, the Nuggets are my favorite to come out of the West. And if I had to pick a team right now, it would be the Nuggets. But a couple other teams I did want to hit on, the Timberwolves, I'm high on the Timberwolves this year. I have him finishing as a three seed. Anthony Edwards is elevating himself to superstar status. They have Rudy Gobert, who is is he, he's one of the best defenders in the league. I think he's gotten, you know, he's requested a little bit over the past year or two, but still one of the best defenders in the league, especially around the rim. Um, Carl Anthony Towns can kind of stretch the floor, stretch the floor at the four position. Uh, Mike Conley on that team. I, there's a lot of Young pieces, a lot of veteran pieces that I think are going to mesh well. Kind of saw it towards the end of last year. And I think this year they're going to take a big leap. Big leap. I think Ant-Man is going to be, you know, in some MVP conversations, potentially if this team does live up to at least my expectations and some other people's expectations. But the Timberwolves and then uh, the obvious teams like the Lakers and then the Warriors, the Grizzlies. But I'll kick it over to Mason for some of his other teams. I know he's going to mention his team. So go ahead and give us your spill. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, I'm going to go ahead and go over the Denver Nuggets first. I completely agree with everything you said. Obviously, they are the chalk pick. Best player in the world is playing for them. So, obviously, they're going to have a great team. Jamal Murray, like you said, one of the best playoff performers in recent memory. And I just – it's hard to pick against them. I'm trying to broaden my horizons a little bit and go against the obvious favorite. So, I will. So I did do that with the Suns. Obviously, my team, the Los Angeles Clippers, if anybody didn't know, finally have Paul George and Kawhi healthy for the first time starting a season. I think that this could really be the year. I know that Kawhi was talking about how he is going to hit that that award threshold of 65 games. And while it is a lot, it's a lot to ask for both of those guys to stay healthy. They're both made of glass. But – I really do think that this team, the Norman Powell coming off the bench, Terrace Mann really stepping into his zone. Vicka Zubach is actually looking like a serviceable center option for a team that's pretty deep. And I think that this team, when healthy, they can compete with anybody in the league. It's just about staying healthy and performing at the right time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on everything. It, 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 the The talent was never the question for the Clippers. It was just, could they stay healthy enough? And when, when they have played together, they've been extremely effective. I think they're probably one of the best duos in the league, uh, you know, with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And like you said, they have so many other talented pieces. Uh, Norman Powell, they have Bones Highland now. Kenny Martin Jr. is a solid player. Uh, Zubach, uh, Westbrook's a piece I like off the bench. I don't like him in the starting lineup. <laughs> like him as a sixth man. I think he kind of fits that role at this point in his career. Terrence Mann, Mason Plumlee, Rocco, Nicholas Batum. Petun- I mean, the list goes on. They're one of the deeper teams in the league, which, especially as they try to manage uh, the health of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, is going to be important. And you know, if they all if they put it all together, which has always been the problem, they're a team that can compete with you know the Nuggets, the Suns, the Lakers, all these other you know top tier talented teams, but. For my sleeper in the Western Conference, we can go ahead and move on to that. It's hard to pick a sleeper because there's you know six, seven, eight teams that I think are talented enough to be a top six seed. I'm going to go with the Thunder. I know they snuck in as the nine seed last year, lost in the play-in. They're super young, super talented. It's just can't everything be put together this year, and can't everybody stay healthy. Obviously, they have Shet this year, which they didn't have last year. Uh, Shay Gilchrist-Alexander is cementing himself as one of the best scorers in the league. I mean, he's an unbelievable talent. Um, just – they're so talented, but I think they're a year or two away from really establishing themselves as a contender, you know, to kind of win the Western Conference. As of now, I still have them in the play-in. I think I have them as the 10 seed, but if they come out and just kind of take the world by storm, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they end up as a top six seed.
1: Yeah, I could totally see that. I know that they're a very popular pick to to go pretty far in the playoffs this year. I know that they have Shea, obviously, used to be a clipper. Miss him wildly, kind of at some points wish that we didn't make that trade. But anyway, I'll step into my sleeper. Obviously, I said it before, but I was in the wrong conference, just blank. San Antonio Spurs will be my sleeper. I know DJ disagrees with it. He They're still, still going to be bad. They have the best NBA prospect we've ever seen in our lives on their team, and that's enough to convince me. They aren't really expected to do anything, so I think anything in in the plan or the playoff is a successful season for them. They have the best coach of all time in Greg Popovich. Reaffirmed his commitment as soon as he saw they got Wimby. So, I mean – That's all you really need to know. He was talking about retiring, and now he's talking about another five years in San Antonio. So I think that not only do they have Wimby, though they have a good young core with Jeremy Sochan, Devin Vassell's really good. I think he's an underrated player that could be up for the most improved player this year. I think that they're not as bad as people think they are, and I think Wimby, if he is really what we thought, what we think he is, he could come in and immediately change that entire franchise
0: around from this point on? Yeah, I mean, I think the Spurs are going to be a fun team. J.B. Sochian is one of my favorite players in the league, one of my favorite young players at least. And then Victor Wiminyama, I love Kelton Johnson too, but Wimby is the unquestioned star of that team from this moment he steps on the floor uh, over the next couple days. He's the unquestioned number one, unquestioned star, which we're going to talk about Wimby later, you know, when we do our war predictions, I think. You can kind of guess – where we're going with our rookie of the year predictions, but it's deserved. He's the best prospect, at least probably in our life, definitely in our lifetimes, he's the best prospect. And it's just, it's going to, I think they're going to be a fun team. I just don't think they're going to piece it all together, even with pop at the helm to really make enough noise to, to kind of, you know, leave a mark on me. But we did our commerce predictions, uh, we have award predictions and championship predictions to do next. I- I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to do championship predictions now, or do you want to do award predictions and then championship predictions?
1: We can go ahead and step into championship predictions. I think I already kind of tipped my hand. at I think we both kind of already tipped our hands at who we're going with. But, I mean, you can go ahead and start us off with your championship prediction.
0: Yeah, for my championship prediction, I, I think I mentioned that I had both of these teams coming out of the conferences. I have the Celtics versus the Nuggets. I just think the Celtics are, you know, on paper, one of the more talented teams in the league, if not up there with the Nuggets and Suns for the most talented team in the league. Uh, they have obviously the big two, you know, JB and JT and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, they have Al Horford as a bench piece. Christoph Porzingis starting. Drew Holiday, I think, Obviously, they lost Marcus Smart this offseason, so they lost a lot of defense, but they bring in Drew Holiday, who's another great on-ball defender and probably even a better offensive player than Marcus Smart, you know, has been in his career. I just think they're going to take a step forward if they stay, stay healthy. Uh, even if they stay healthy last year, I think they make it to the finals, so I'm banging on them staying healthy and kind of running through, you know, a, a competitive Eastern Conference in, in the playoffs. And then the Nuggets, like I said, chalk pick, Until they prove me wrong, I'm picking them to come out of the West. Uh, They have the best player in the world. It's really an easy pick. And then I have the Celtics taking down the Nuggets, actually, and winning the championship. Just think the Celtics are going to turn it on and be kind of on a revenge tour once the playoffs come around.
1: Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with your prediction. I just don't necessarily have the same teams. But I could easily see that being the outcome. I could really see – Any combination of the four teams that we're going to mention would not surprise me at all. I think if I could bet on just those four teams having the odds of being in the championship, I would. But for my finals matchups, I'm going to go with the Suns coming out of the West. I think that, like I said, that big three is just too much to handle for other teams. I think that Bradley Beal really puts them over the edge. And I think KD really shows that he can lead a team. Kind of, because it still is a super team. Yeah. But he can kind of lead a team to a championship finally. And I have them winning over the Bucks coming out of the East. I think the Bucks are a really good team. I think the addition to Dame helps. Drew, I think, is a big loss that they aren't – I just don't think that he's being credited for how good he really was. He was such a solid defender. You don't really get that with Dame. I don't really see them – being that much better, but this was already a championship team a couple of years ago. I think Giannis and Dame are definitely good enough to get back to that spot. So I do have them come out, out of the East over the Celtics.
0: And then out of the oh you had the Suns, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but uh did you mention who you have winning the finals? I know yeah, we I mentioned.
1: have the I had the Suns over the Bucks.
0: Okay. I think yeah.
1: that I think that the I think that the West, in my opinion is going to come out of the finals victorious. I think whether it's the Nuggets or the Bucks, or Nuggets or the Suns, I think they're going to beat whoever comes out of the East. I just think the West is a little bit stronger right now, and I know we've seen that in the past, but I just am pretty confident the championship line is going to come out of the West.
0: Yeah, and then I think my championship pick kind of perfectly transitions us to our award predictions. I have the subjects winning the championship. I have Jason Tatum winning the MVP. I think they're going to be, you know, if if not the best record in the NBA in the regular season, top two or top three best record in, in the regular season. I haven't won in the championship. So it's the best player on the best team, in my opinion. He's going to average close to 30 points, if not over 30 points. There's just a lot of scoring on the team. So it just kind of you got to figure out how the ball is going to make its way around to everybody. But he's an elite defender on the wing too. He, you know, he can play make. He, he, he has Jalen Brown who – doesn't have a left hand uh, on his team. Kristaps Porzingis is an elite scorer. Drew Holiday is going to give him more offense than I think they've had at the point guard position in, in the last few years. And I think he's going to handle the ball the most. I know Drew Holiday's the starting one, but I think Jason Tatum is going to be the guy that brings the ball up the court the most. The offense is going to run through him clearly. So I'm going with, you know, the typical best player, best team pick here, and I'm going with Jason Tatum as my MVP.
1: I'm actually not going to go chalk best player, best team here. I'm going to go a little bit further away with the team that we haven't talked about yet. I'm going to go with Luka Doncic. I think that this is the year that he finally breaks through and gets in that MVP conversation. He's been in the MVP com- conversation at points in every year of his career. I just don't think that it's quite came together for him yet, but I do like his odds this year. I think that he – is, can score with anybody in the league probably better than anybody in the league. He has some of the best court vision that we've ever seen. And I just – I think that this is the year that he finally makes that leap from superstar NBA player to MVP.
0: Yeah, the, I, I like Luka Pick is one I considered. I think I picked him to win MVP last year. Uh, Just – it just all depends on how the, the Mavericks do. I, Outside of Jokic, who I think almost averaged triple, double, triple-double, and then uh, Russell Westbrook, who averaged a triple-double, the MVP hasn't come from, I think, outside of top five seed, top five or six seed, and, and I don't think ever. So it just all kind of depends on you know, how the Mavericks do, which I think has been the problem. Obviously, Luka averaged 32 points last year, 28 the year before that, 28 the year before that, 28 the year before that. So it's never been a question of does he have the talent it's just you know kind of how the narratives work but I, I like the pick he's up there on all the odds boards i don't think it's a, you know you know a, a bad pick I, i'm just not sold on how the mavericks are going to do quite yet but i th- the next award rookie of the year uh, there's not really much discussion here me and mason have the same pick victor wembanyama i think he might have already won the award as we speak uh, he's minus money he's minus odds at every single sports book uh, on the planet, um, he's the best prospect, you know, of our lifetime. And the name I belong, I think, is going to carry him uh, to a rookie of the year. But I know I have a couple other rookies I want to mention, uh, but I'll, I'll shoot it over to you, Mason. Is there anybody else you want to mention that probably won't win the award but in any other year would have a chance to?
1: I think Shet obviously has a chance to, but he's not going to, in my opinion, unless something happens to win Minyama. I think that like Ben Simmons, he's going to benefit from not playing as a rookie, and I f- there's not really any situation where that doesn't help. But I just I think that it's just too much to overcome to beat Yama out for this award. He's on a good. He's a good player. He's on a great team. That team's going to be competing. I just don't really see a real chance from him or anybody else. To be completely honest.
0: Yeah, and I think the other guy, I think a a guy we both love is Scoot Henderson, who would probably be the number one prospect in any other class if Victor Wimbenyama wasn't in his class. Uh, An elite prospect, I think he's going to put up, you know, nutty numbers on on the trailblazers. Just It's not going to be enough to overtake Wimbenyama. And then two other guys I wanted to mention, uh, Grady Dick for the Raptors. I know one of our buddy Mark's favorite players in the league, but – I'm super low on the Raptors. Raptors this year, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So if they kind of sell at the deadline, as a result of that, I could see Grady Dick becoming a starter and putting up kind of you know impressive numbers just after the All Star break. So just not enough to you know even get into a conversation for the award. And then another rookie who I think is going to be the next Miami Heat draft steal is uh, Hami High. Ha- ha- I don't know how to say it. Hami Junior. Uh, at a UCLA an elite score I think averaged almost 20 I think 17 at UCLA and he's a really good defender average over a steal I think every year in college so once he kind of works his way into the lineup I think he's a guy we're going to see on the heat kind of the next Max Struce, Gabe Vincent, Duncan Robinson kind of these late draft undrafted guys that cut out a role on that team and kind of contribute immediately but if there's no other mention – no other rookies you want to mention, we can go ahead and tra- uh, transition to our Defensive Player of the Year picks.
1: Yeah, it's fine. Um, I will go ahead and start off off with Defensive Player of the Year. I have Bam Bam Adebayo winning Defensive Player of the Year. I think he's due for it. One of the best defenders in the league. He truly defends the five, like – or d- defends the rim, like nobody else in the league right now. Rudy Gobert used to do this but Bam's doing it better than anybody. He's long, he's athletic, he's just really good, and I think that he's due for defensive player of the year this year.
0: Yeah, I have another big man. Uh, I actually have Jaron Jackson Jr. going back-to-back defensive player of the year. This is an award that lends itself to big men. There's only been one guard I think, in our lifetime to ever win it, which was Marcus Smart a couple years ago. So definitely a big man-dominated award nowadays. And it lends itself to uh, repeat winners as well. You look at Defensive Player of the Year, uh, winners by year, which I'm pulling up as we speak. Um, Kawhi Leonard has two. Rudy Gobert, I think, has three. Um, Let me pull it up. Yeah, Rudy Gobert has three. Kawhi has two. Dwight Howard won three in a row. Ben Wallace won four out of five. So it lends itself to repeat winners. And Jaron Jackson, Jr., is the best shot blocker in the league right now, in my opinion. And not only that, I think he's going to be helped by the team he's on. I think the Grizzlies are going to be arguably the best defensive team in the league. Obviously adding Marcus Smart, a former defensive uh, player of the year winner at point guard. They they have John Morant, who uh, at some point is going to come back and be a star. He's a stud defender. Desmond Bain is, is an average defender. And then, Zaire Williams, Xavier Tillman, a couple other really impressive defenders on that team. So I think as a whole, that unit's going to be elite. And I think Jaron Jackson Jr., Triple J, is just going to be the anchor of an already impressive defensive unit. But I'll I'll go ahead and and jump into our next award, which is Most Improved. There's actually – I went back and forth on this award a lot. I wanted to go Tyrese Maxey. It's also a little bit of the homer in me, but – Just not knowing the Harden situation, if Harden comes back, I don't think Maxi kind of wins it. I think if his usage goes up because Harden doesn't return to the Sixers at all, I think he's definitely one of the top two or three contenders for most most improved player. But I actually have Jordan Poole winning it. Uh, He's going to the Wizards, one of the worst teams in basketball, but he is the unquestioned star on that team, which isn't saying much they're going to be one of the worst teams in basketball, if not the worst team in basketball. But he's going to put up insane numbers. I think he could average close to 30 points, you know, just off sheer volume. He's going to get up his shots and he's going to – especially if there's baddies in the house, he's going to put up his numbers. And don't see them really making any noise, even if he does, but just putting up those type of numbers, you're going to be in conversation, especially going from a a bench player to an unquestioned number one on the team.
1: Yeah, I I really liked the Tyrese Maxey comment. I I had I was pondering him for quite a while as well, but I chose to go in a different direction. I am going to go Cade Cunningham. I think he's coming off of a season where he didn't play very many games and like fifteen or so, under fifteen I think. But he had a good rookie year. I think he was showing signs of improvement before last year, but he. He's a guy who came out shooting the three and didn't really shoot the three that well in the league. And I think that this is the year he kind of picks that picks that up, and I really could see his points go up. And on a not very good Pistons team, I think that he could really put up the stats that you need to be a most improved player. I also think that he has a little bit of an edge by missing last year, pretty much all of last year, because I feel like more people are going to be like, wow, he didn't do very much last year, so most improved seems the most obvious for him, whereas a guy like Maxi still played very well last year.
0: Yeah, and I think if Maxi wins it, it's sheerly based off of usage increase. If Harden doesn't play, Maxi's going to be kind of the only guard on that team that, you know, touches the ball or runs that offense. So I-, I know we both like him just a lot that he's depending on to kind of be put in that position, but – Moving on to six-man of the year, I have Emmanuel quickly for the Knicks winning. Uh, average 15 last year would surprise me at all this year if he jumps up to 20 points per game. Uh, he, he's an elite defender off the bench. I think average a steal as the six-man last year. Kind of stepped his game up in the playoffs. He's efficient. efficient shot almost 60% true shooting percentage-wise, So, I, especially with R.J. Barrett, who's kind of a hot-and-cold player. I can see him getting more run. Uh, So I like him as the sixth man of the year pick, but I'll toss it over to you.
1: My sixth man of the year pick is going to be Derek White. I think he's – I just think he's an all-around pretty good player. I think that he's going to be coming off the bench for sure. He's a volume scorer. He's a good defender. I just think that he really has all the tools that you need in a six man of the year. I thought about going like a Norman Powell, but I just kind of settled on Derek White just because I don't really know what Norman Powell's role is going to be now that both superstars are healthy. So I will go ahead and go into coach of the year for me. My coach of the year is a little shocking, Greg Popovich. I think it goes back to my Spurs pick being – the Spurs being a little bit better than what I think people are expecting. But I just – I think that – him coming back really affirms his commitment to Wimby and the Spurs, and I think that he's going to be coaching this team, which is enough to get them plenty of wins. I think Wimby is going to add all the rest. I think that if this team makes the playoffs, he could easily win Coach of the Year.
0: Yeah, I like it. He's a three-time winner of the award, so definitely he, you know, he's done these kind of not rebuilds, but he's he's kind of coached teams to over there. Capacity before, but I'm going to go ahead. I mentioned it earlier, JB Bickerstaff is my coach of the year. I think the Cows are going to be a top three seed. I think they have three true, you know, eventual superstars on their roster right now. And that it pretty much as simple as it gets. I know they're projected to be a playoff team, but I have them as a three seed, potentially getting the two seed, it, you know, if the records kind of balance out that way. So just kind of banking on, you know, that jump, uh, leaning into JB Bickerstaff, winning the award. But I think that we hit on everything right there. We are going to close this out with a kind of unique best bet segment. Uh, We're going to go through every win total over under in the league. We're just going to choose one quickly. And then at the end, we'll just kind of, you know, hit on our favorites and kind of close out the podcast. All right, and we're back. Had to restart our recording uh, because we still do not have Zoom Premium. So we're back to do our best bets uh, win total edition. I'm going to pull up uh, a random sports book and just kind of go off their win totals. We're going to start top to bottom or bottom to top. And we're going to list off a win total, say if we like over or under that win total, and just kind of do that. And then at the end, we'll give our favorites. So we'll start at the top. I'm on Vegas Insider, but I think I'm going to go off the FanDuel uh, list, just because it's the first one listed. So we'll start at the top. We'll start with my championship pick, the Boston Celtics, over-under 54.5 wins. I like over. I like over. Moving on to the Milwaukee Bucks, over-under 53.5 wins. I like over. I think I'm also going over. Moving on to the Denver Nuggets, I think one of my easier ones, over-under 52.5 wins.
1: I'm going over on that
0: one as well. I'm also going way over on that one. <laughs> Phoenix Suns over under 51 and a half wins. Over. Taking the over. Cleveland Cavaliers over under 50 and a half wins. I'm going over. I'm going under. First disagreement of the segment <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers over under 47 and a half wins.
1: I'm going over.
0: I'm going slightly under. Golden State Warriors, the same number, over under 47 and a half wins. I'm going under on that. I think I'm going to take the over there. Los Angeles Lakers over under 46.5 wins.
1: I'm going under on that as well.
0: I'm going under as well. Memphis Grizzlies over under 46 and a half wins.
1: I'm going under. Bang bang.
0: Taking the under. <laughs> New York Knicks over under 45 and a half wins. Under. I'm taking the over. Los Angeles Clippers over under 45 and a half wins.
1: I'm going over.
0: I'm going slightly under. Minnesota Timberwolves over under 44 and a half wins.
1: I'm going over.
0: Going over. Oklahoma City Thunder over under 44 and a half wins. I'm going. I'm gonna go under. I'm also going under, just slightly though. Miami Heat over under forty four and a half and a half wins. Under. Taking the over. Sacramento Kings over under forty four and a half and a half wins. Under. Taking the under. New Orleans Pelicans over under forty four and a half and a half wins.
1: I'm going over.
0: I'm going under. Dallas Mavericks over under 43-and-a-half wins.
1: I'm going over on that as well.
0: I'm going under. Atlanta Hawks over under 42 and a half wins.
1: I'm going under on the Hawks.
0: I'm going over. Pacers, Indiana Pacers over under 39 and a half wins. I'm going over. I'm going over. Brooklyn Nets over under 37 and a half wins.
1: I'm going under on the Nets.
0: Going slightly under. Chicago Bulls over (coughs) under 37 and a half wins.
1: Going under on them as well.
0: Going under. Uh, Orlando Magic over under 37 and a half wins.
1: Going under on them as well.
0: Me as well. My easiest pick, Toronto Raptors, over under 36 and a half. I'm going under.
1: I'm going under as
0: well. Utah Jazz, over under 35 and a half wins.
1: I am going under.
0: I'm going under. Charlotte Hornets, over under 31 and a half wins.
1: I'm going over.
0: I'm right there with you. Houston Rockets over under 31 and a half wins.
1: Going over on that as well.
0: They're a fun team, but I'm going slightly under. Detroit Pistons over under 28 and a half wins.
1: I'm going over on that as well.
0: I'm going under. San Antonio Spurs over under 28 and a half wins. Over. Hammer the over. 28 and a half, I think I'm going to go right over. Portland Trailblazers. Uh, over under 27 and a half wins under I'm also going under and around out <laughs> <laughs> to round us out the Washington Wizards at over under 24 and a half wins under I'm also going under and that's all of our best bets which I'm sure we're gonna get absolutely embarrassed with some of those picks but that's what this next segment is for Mason what is your favorite win total from that list
1: The Spurs. I like the over. Obviously, I'm a fan of the Spurs this year. But I do like the over. I think it's set at the third lowest, which benefits me. I think that they're a team that could easily surpass this as long as everybody stays healthy. So that's one of my favorites. Uh, Another one that I really like as well is the Heat under. I just don't see this team being the same team that it was last year. 44-and-a-half wins seems like a lot. So I am going to hit the under. I think that this is a team that if they make the playoffs, they barely squeak in and with a losing record. So I just don't see them doing anything much this year.
0: Yeah, I think the probably the the most enticing one to me is Timberwolves. Minnesota Timberwolves over 44 and a half wins. I just I think they're going to really put everything together this year. I think Ant Man is going to have kind of a, a even more of a breakout campaign. I, I think I have them as the three seed. So. Obviously they live up to what I think they will do. They will exceed 44 and a half wins. So that's kind of my reasoning there. And then since you named two, I'll name another. Toronto. Oh, I'm going Toronto Raptors. <laughs> Over under 36 and a half wins. I think they're gonna be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Pascal Siakam's a really talented player, but I don't think he's a, a guy that's gonna lead an elite team. As the true number one, and I think if they are bad in the in the first half of the season, I think they'll sell uh, some talented players at the deadline. So if they do that, I, I think I'm safe with my prediction. But yeah, I'm gonna go with the Timberwolves over under or over 44 and a half wins, and then the Toronto Raptors under 36 and a half wins as my two favorite over under win total bets. But I think that's all. We have for our NBA episode, our first NBA episode of the season, Mason's first one back since I think our first or second NBA episode ever. Uh, I I think I've said everything I need to say. Mason, do you have any parting words for our audience?
1: Nope, I'm ready for a fun season. NBA is always, I think that this is a year that there's a lot of, there's going to be a lot of fun things to look out for, like the rookies, like Yama. so I'm excited.
0: Yeah, me too. I think Mason hit everything right there. Uh, We're going to close this out, and as soon as we finish this, we're going to start recording our NFL episode. So you'll hear that one probably tomorrow. This will come out uh, Tuesday night probably. Uh, So thank you all for listening, and we will see you all in the next one.